Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I hope you had a great weekend. I'm excited for today's episode because I have a dear friend of mine on and the conversation just flowed. Today's guest is Nikki Norenberg. Nikki and I originally met while we both were teaching yoga at Aloe Yoga in LA. I'm now in New York City. She's in Austin, and it was just so lovely to catch up with her and dive deep. Nikki is a self-discovery coach and vision creator, as she likes to call herself, as well as a yoga instructor and speaker, and she's just vibrant and a bright light, and I just adore her. It's funny because we just jumped right into conversation, and you'll hear in the episode, I, a few minutes in, was like, hold on, wait a minute, we're actually recording a podcast episode, so let me try to wrap this up into a nicer bow, because her and I, when we just get together and we start chatting, it's it just flows. We covered so many different topics. We talked about how to tune in and listen to your intuition and your inner knowing, the power of your personal story and leaning into your feelings, the importance of being led by joy. We got into a little money talk. We spoke about choosing to view life through a lens of soulfulness, how to reconnect with yourself, and so much more. As I said, Nikki is just such a bright light, and I feel like you're really going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode with the beautiful Nikki Norenberg. When is the last time that I saw you? I was just thinking, I think that you and I were like going on hikes and like we doing, doing like friend dates. And then it was like the pandemic happened and I literally just left my life in LA. And I I like genuinely haven't really, I've been back to travel like out of LA, but I have like Mm -hmm. not been returned back to my LA life. So it's very strange because I just felt like my life at Aloe shut down my like, I know know, relationships. So many of us just, I don't know went away. It's so interesting because like, I think I was coming to your classes. You were coming to mine. We were, or we were teaching one after another Mm -hmm. and we were hiking and like other people too at Aloe that I was seeing frequently. And like, that was such a big part of my life. And it just, gosh, that was crazy. Like it just all ended. And, you know, it's interesting because I wasn't really feeling super fulfilled by teaching so many regular group classes. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I loved it and I would leave and feel wonderful. And I loved, I love sharing and teaching yoga, obviously, but I was already kind of feeling burnt out just between my Mm -hmm. private clients and teaching six days a week and my Instagram and all the other things I was doing. I was like, this is too much, but I wouldn't have left teaching regular classes because I felt like I should. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I I get good feedback. I'm quote unquote good at it. I should keep doing it. And I love helping people. And that just like kickstarted the, the shutdown of in COVID and all of that stuff. Like I would have not given myself that time and space to experience life without that, to see if I could even financially do it without it. And it's pretty amazing. Like, obviously it was really tough and, and sad in a lot of ways. Cause like, I don't, I didn't get to see people like you that I loved and relied on, you know, on a daily basis, but it actually was really good. I think in a lot of ways, and I don't, you you live in New York, like in an insensitive way. (laughs) I know you're like in Austin now. Yeah. I mean, but like, that's the beauty though. Yeah. I'm in Austin. Um, I think it kind of like either lit a fire, it lit, you you had the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to let this light a fire fire under my ass and let myself realign with what actually feels good because whatever's happening here now doesn't actually feel good. 
or maybe it did and you stay, you know, but like for us, right. I think we both were like, wait, yeah, yeah, this is not feeling good. So you up and left. Give me the rundown. Left, we literally, I, left the, up. I know I left the day the pandemic happened because like genuinely energetically, I could feel <sighs> LA shift. And just like, uh-huh. I, I felt this claustrophobia that was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. So we left mm-hmm. May 15th, March 15th. And we, that was like the journey of us starting to live. Like we lived with his mom in Santa Barbara. We lived with my family in Minnesota. And then we came back and moved out of LA and then just started like traveling and living in Airbnbs and doing the whole like nomadic thing, because we were like, this is the time. And we're going to go spend our time in nature where we don't have to be like masked and freaked out. Like we're going to go be in these. You really didn't have your wedding places. yet either. Right. No, we you moved it. Gotten- we moved it a year. Right. So so yes, I remember we were going on hikes. We we're talking about your wedding. Yeah. We're da 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 da. Then I was like, yeah, yeah. So we we moved oh everything, God. and I mean, there's a lot of other things personally that happened in that season. But um, we came through Austin just to visit. We had some friends that lived here, and we just were like, wow, it feels really easy. You know that energy mm-hmm. when you just are like, oh, I really like it here. I think that there's something here for me. That's what Austin was like for me. Yeah, and, and what New that's York what was New York was like for me. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. And it's just like a, an, an intuitive gut feeling. Somebody asked me the other day on Instagram, they were like, how did you know that New York was where you needed to go? Because it had never been on my radar. I didn't even, I had never even been to New York <laughs> before my first trip here last November. I just randomly oh, yeah. was here. Like I just need to get out of town. I had been really clawing my way through LA and just hanging on to just Cause I thought this is where I've always been. This is, I've, I was happy here before. And so I came to New York just for fun. And like, it was wild. Like I got here and I was like, I know two people here there. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but like, I, I don't know what's here for me, but I have to come. So you felt yes. that in Austin. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I felt when I, when I visited LA for the first time too. It's like, mm-hmm. and honestly, like when I picked my college, it's just, it's not, it's an indescribable feeling other than like a knowing a like curiosity of, Oh, life. I could, I could envision life unfolding here mm-hmm. in, a, in an interesting way. So yes. at least for me, that's what it feels. Like. I think you're, I think you're right. It, it's also like, do, do you get excited? Are you excited? Is there a yes. little like of the good fear? Right. Because I was even oh, yeah. thinking about leaving LA and possibly going back to Orange County just because I knew I wasn't happy in LA. I grew up in Orange County and I had found an apartment there that I liked. I liked the idea of being closer to my mom, the beach. I know mm-hmm. where I am. It's safer, cleaner, yada, yada, yada. And for whatever reason, I couldn't pull the trigger, if you will, and do it. Right. I was like, I just, yeah, I can see my life here, but I'm not really like that excited about it. And so yeah. you're right. It, it's like that inner knowing and that, yeah, I can envision myself here and you don't even have to have the whole picture. Do you no, Like, Cause I didn't no. really know what was going to happen when I got here, but I was like, I'm excited to just see what happens. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I think the biggest thing too, is like when you visit places, you're curious about like actually getting in the communities that aren't just travel and like, you know, like I was like, okay, get me to the fucking gym that is not like trendy, like get me to the gym that people that live here go to. Like, I really immersed myself in like the people, like, I was like, what is it like to live here? And that's when I was like, oh shit, like the people here rock and like the way that they run this city and things are just a way that I want to live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For someone that doesn't feel like they can tap into their inner knowing and like, that intuitive feeling, how would you like, what advice would you give to them to tap into that? Or like, what are some ways that they can learn how to tune in and listen? Yeah. I think that knowing really genuinely it's a, you have to practice knowing when you're knowing and that sounds like so crazy, but it really is like, for me, the example that I constantly come back to with people is like, Think about the food you're consuming or the TV you're consuming or the things that are like shifting the way that you feel like legitimately in your body. Those are the most like in your face ways to say, oh, I'm feeling a response. And so it's like, you know, let's say you're going out like the other night I went out to dinner with Gunther and I was like, I had a big day the next day. And I was like, I really want a glass of wine. 
I just knew like it wasn't going to serve me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I said, no, but I've made the decision in many other times where I'm like, I just want the glass of wine. I'm going to have the glass of wine. And then I wake up and I like feel foggy the next day. And I'm like, damn it. That was my knowing my knowing Mm -hmm. that said this little, because the intuition always speaks in silent and like quiet whispers. And so I just felt like, I feel like the knowing is something that you either have to pull from examples that you've experienced before, or literally say, I'm going to try on my knowing with something that I do in my day to day that I'm like constantly trying to make a decision about. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Cause I then, you know, advice. right. Yeah. And also like letting yourself make quote unquote mistakes, because that is Intel for you to, to gain and knowledge for you to gain, to be like, yeah, like all those times before where you chose the glass of wine, even though you were having this feeling that it wasn't the vibe that was great still. Like you didn't mess it up. Like you needed to make that choice for this last time for you to be like, Oh yeah, I've done this before. (laughs) This is not, this is my knowing telling me like, this isn't the way to go. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like genuine alignment too. being so in tune with yourself to know when something, you know, is serving you and not serving you. And I think that when you can get into the frequency of like being in an environment where you're, you're like, God, this makes me feel like shit. It's like, okay, this is out of alignment for you. Or when you're in an environment where you feel so inspired and uplifted, it's like, oh, this is alignment. And just being able to Mm. discern the difference, because I think like so many people live based on this, like should mentality of like, oh, I should do that. And it's like, there's literally no feeling behind should they're like yourself is omitted. You are, you are out of the body at that point. You're just Mm -hmm. a body doing things. And so, um, yeah, I think that being able to discern like genuine filler drain energy alignment or out of alignment energy is like one of the most important things in our lives to really navigate decisions and like life choices, like big life choices. And knowing that that's going to change on a regular basis, right? Like one thing that fills you up, like just like what we were just talking about teaching uh, where I was teaching in, in LA at Aloe, like I loved that. And that filled me up and that really like lit a fire within me for a really long time. But it did get to a point where I was just in general, like burnt out, but I should did on myself. And I was like, I should keep doing this. And I am grateful and I want to keep doing this, but it literally was draining me, but you're right. Like they're not tapping into how I was actually feeling and being honest with myself that it wasn't serving me was like Mm -hmm. doing myself a major disservice. Totally. Well, and I think too, just like returning to this should is I think should oftentimes has like an asterisk and it's like, where, who is it coming from? Like, where's the pressure coming from? Cause it ain't from you. It's coming from an outside source of like, or your ego or yeah. Yes. The voice of not you period. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Wait, you know what I just realized? We just like as we do, we just took a deep dive. I'm like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. (laughs) Nikki, welcome to the yoga inspired life podcast. This is just how we are, isn't it? Yes. This is what a friendship with us looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I've, I've, I'm going to give you like an official intro after we have this conversation, but I should also, allow you to introduce yourself to people in my community who are not familiar with you. Wow. Guys listening. I I know you'll probably love this authenticity, but Nikki and I just like, we can't, we can't contain ourselves. Just start going, you know, you're going see somebody just like you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nikki, who, who, who are you? What, what do you do? What inspired you to get into what you're doing now? Share with the people. So I'm Nikki Norenberg and I am a self-discovery coach, a vision activator. I'm also a speaker and a yoga instructor, um, which actually, LOL, I'm putting yoga on the side right now, just a little bit, but it's still, I feel like part of me and definitely part of my journey. Um, but I also feel really like limited by labels and titles. So I feel called to share some other like jazzy bits about myself. Um, things I'm sure your audience will relate to. I am a Pisces sun, Leo rising, um, in human design. I'm a manifesting generator. So your girls got a lot of ideas. Um, I was born in Minnesota. I am 
I guess, a retired or ex-dancer, which is definitely a huge component of my story, which I'm sure I'll get into. And like some of my most favorite things are like spending time hiking in nature and cooking home-cooked meals with my husband while listening to really beautiful soul music. So that oh, is I like love that. so specific. Well, it's a, it's a vibe. It's an aesthetic. Totally. I like the lights a certain way. It just makes me feel really just honestly connected to what I'm creating, which is the love food that, that I'm consuming. Yeah. So that's like the abbreviated version of, of me, but to get a little bit more granular about like what I do um, in this, in this self-discovery work. So I guide people through deep self-discovery journeys to really reconnect with themselves in a way that supports them in finding their calling and their purpose, and then doing that scary thing of sharing it with the world, which I think is really the most exciting part because, you know, I really, I don't think that we are on this earth with amazing souls and these unique gifts and our story and like these great desires for nothing. Like I really genuinely believe that we are all here right now on purpose and everything that makes us who we are is so perfectly crafted for us and for the world. Like I I genuinely feel we are all meant to make an impact in this world and leave it better than we found it. And so, you know, in the work that I do and in my life's journey, I keep coming back to this notion that we are our greatest asset. Like the self is the greatest asset to really know who you are, to really own who you are, and then to really share who you are. That is what life is about. And I think that, you know, in the society that we're a part of, we get very, very caught up in like results-based living, the should living, the accomplish more, do more, have more. And I think when we get caught up in living by results, we really lose sight of the person inside of the process. And it's obviously the person inside of the process that is actually experiencing life. Mm-hmm. When you feel connected to who you are and what you're doing, like genuinely from a soulful level, like that is where your fulfillment is. That is where purpose and like your true potential is. But I think when people are living from this results-based place, they think that they're moving toward fulfillment and their potential, but I actually think that they're running literally in the opposite direction from it. Totally. People really leave themselves so often. And so, um, It is really my mission to just support people in working from the inside out instead of the outside in and to really just know who they are, what they're here to do and how they can confidently share that in the world. So, yeah. And I feel like you went through that journey yourself, even in the last few years of being like, wait, what actually fills me up? Like I obviously have known you and seen you to be this magnetic, amazing, connected human the whole time I've known you. But I also feel like in the last couple of years, I've seen you just really step into this empowered version of you that you've always been, but you're like, no, this is like, this is me. And you really shifted from just focusing on yoga, which you always would intertwine things into your classes and stuff as well. I mean, we're friends, but I was also a student of yours too, in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, as we are, as we do as yogis, Mm -hmm. but I saw the shift in the way that you were showing up your authenticity in the way you were speaking. And I was like, hell yeah, girl. So that's amazing. Cause you're able to really utilize your own experience. Here we are again, back at this to guide people on that same journey. Cause you have literally just taken yourself through that too. Oh yeah. And I think that, you know, all of the programs that I've created are based off of my personal experience and also filling gaps that I wish that I had when I was in them. Like, and I think that that's the biggest thing is like, there's a lot of programs and a lot of things out there, but I created what I wished I had when I was in it. That's what and, I did too with the yoga inspired life program. This is the yeah. best thing to do is like, what have you gone through? What are your struggles? What makes you unique? Because you know what? There are, there are a million programs out there, but there is an ass for every seat and nobody can do it. Like you can do it all the more yes. reason for you to show up authentically. Right. <laughs> so that you can attract right. people who are really going to connect with you and what you have to offer. Well, and that's why I, 
I think that like our story is such a, a critical component to really like owning and sharing our gifts and our mission with the world is because somebody out there needs to hear exactly your story and exactly the way that you told it in exactly the time that you did. And I feel like that's such like an initiation of like the sharing of the self is just really like being able to vulnerably give yourself and your journey in a way that you're always like just one or two steps or maybe a lot of steps in front of people, but like really the people that are meant to be supported by you are really only a few steps behind. And it's really like, they're waiting for you to share that story. And I'll I'll share a component of my story because I think it's important. And I want to also just say, thank you for seeing and acknowledging the shift in me because I, I believe that our purpose is also our greatest struggle. And I also don't know if I like using the word struggle, but like our greatest dance, maybe I'll say it's our life's dance where we are going to constantly revisit it so that we can like sharpen the tools and get yeah. better at it. <laughs> yeah. I feel so, you on that. Right. And so my purpose mm-hmm. is discovering myself. And so I am always on this journey of discovering myself and really unearthing this like new layer of of vibrance from within. And then over time, it's inevitable. You veer away from it, from whatever life has for you. And it's when you're in that place of disconnection that you have to return. And so then I'm like, Oh, purpose. I see you are here again. Thank goodness that I know I have more tools and I know how to work with you. Still not easy, but I know that this is here for me because I'm meant to sharpen my tools so that I can help people further along in their journey to continue discovering themselves. Like I discover myself so other people can discover themselves. Right. This is a big lesson for me too, honestly, if not my main lesson as well, I feel you on this. Taking a quick break from today's episode to talk to you about one of our sponsors, cozy earth. Cozy Earth is a luxury bedding and loungewear brand known for its incredible softness and temperature regulation. Cozy Earth has actually been featured on Oprah's favorites list for four years in a row. And since making the shift over to Cozy Earth bamboo sheets on my own bed, I can tell you right now it's going to be on my favorites list for a long, long time too. I got the Cozy Earth bamboo sheet set in white. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you these sheets are the softest sheets I have ever felt in my life. I get so excited to go to bed surely for the sheets i'm absolutely hooked they wash well they feel amazing they look gorgeous i'm obsessed cozy earth is made from soft and sustainable viscose from bamboo fabrics and it is way softer than cotton as i mentioned cozy earth is temperature regulating which means it will keep you cool and comfortable all night long, which has honestly been a game changer for me because I am a hot sleeper. And temperature regulation is actually a major key in getting good sleep. Cozy Earth has a 10-year warranty on all of their products, and they also offer a 100-night sleep test, which means you can try the product for a 100 nights. And if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, which is 35% off site-wide when you use the code YOGAINSPIRED. Babe, do yourself a favor, go to CozyEarth.com and use code YOGAINSPIRED for 35% off site-wide. Now let's get back into the episode. Really, it started, I was living the should life, like totally. I was living in Minnesota. I had a corporate job that I told myself I would never had. I had the boyfriend, the dog running a dance company, like everything I thought I should have. And I remember this like transformational moment with myself in the mirror when I was like looking back at my reflection and I was like, who the hell is staring back at me? Mm. Like I felt there was dead energy behind my eyes. I was a short fuse in every relationship that I had. And any energy that was in my body was like caffeine or adrenaline. And I just felt like, my little younger self who was so like a big dreamer and performer and knew she wanted to do big things was like, where did you go? And it was when I heard her little voice that I was like, holy shit, it's you. Like I need to listen to you. And so I allowed myself to take that kind of awakening. And I was like, I'm following my little self and my little self wants to perform. So I'm going to go move to LA. I literally left my whole life and I tried dance on, I did the entertainment industry And the beautiful thing is, is that I was meant to be in LA, not for dance either. So I fell flat on my face and dance and I wasn't supposed to be there. So like all of my identities were gone and I was like, okay, self, so we're here in LA. What do you got for me? 
And I really just dedicated a year straight to my discovery. I was like traveling, spending time alone and, and really getting deep into yoga and serving others. And it was through this process where I was constantly remembering who I was without labels, without expectations of others. Right. I was removed from my, my home life. I was like in a new land and I really just from the ground up returned back to myself. And it was in that process that I was like, God, there are so many people in my life that I know who are so living the wrong life. Like they're so following shoulds and sitting in a cubicle that they hate. And they're like, all of us have this spark that we're meant to live from and be from. And and I feel like a lot of people don't. And so I started sharing my experience with people and I started creating this program and supporting people and connecting into themselves for the first time and really uncovering what they felt genuinely called to do. And, you know, as my story evolved, it was like my next era of leaving self happened when I was in the coaching space for a while. And I got sucked into the comparison game and seeing the strategy as the shiny object and seeing the outside things as where I was reaching for continually leaving myself feeling that I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't being enough. Um, and so I just got lost again in the abyss of, of results and being so disconnected from really why I had started in the first place. And so I had this like second beautiful homecoming where I was like, I literally don't want to look at one more program or marketing material that tells me I'm going to scale to 10 K months with my first idea. Like I need to come back to who is going to source the most impactful, authentic me and impact into the world. Because if I'm not inspired, my people aren't inspired. The people that need to be heard and seen by me aren't inspired. And so I just like allowed this second homecoming to be about like, where is your voice? Where is the way that you love to work? Who cares what everyone else says is successful? What works for you? And so this second homecoming was really this like coming out of um, my confidence and my expression and just owning that mine gets to look different than other coaches in the space. And that's what makes me unique. And I believe that the people that are meant to work with me find me because of that. Um, so that is my story up to date. I love that. And I think, you know, somebody that is, you know, desiring to be a coach or to create a community online would gain so much from that story. But I also want to just say like, you can apply this to your life in whatever you're doing, right? Like that living in alignment and saying yes to what feels good and prioritizing, feeling inspired. And because when you are living your purpose, whatever that is on a big scale or small scale, you are lighting up the world and you are making an impact on the world, whether you're speaking to a community or not. Right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And you're able to show up for everybody in your life in such a better, different way. And you are, I know this sounds super woo woo, but you know uh, how we do around we love here, the woo. It, it does raise the, the, the vibration of, of the collective. <laughs> this is what we need more happy people that are fulfilled and purpose. Yes and purpose driven and all of that good stuff, right? Like being a better partner or a parent or, you know, it's like, yeah, it's so hard though, to not get caught up in what's happening outside because we are a very visual, uh, species, you know, that is why it's so important. Yeah. To continue to have practices that guide you inwards and yeah. Anytime I get caught in that comparison trap where I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm like, what are they doing? And what am I not doing? And blah, blah, blah. It's like, Whoa, you're way too focused Mm -hmm. on everybody and everything else. And who you really need to look at is you and you need to get quiet and sit down and go inwards. It ain't easy to do that though. It's very uncomfortable because it's easier to look out here and get distracted. Isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Well, and I, I just am getting this like download as you're speaking. Cause you keep saying like vision and looking. And I just, I really believe that our most powerful sense is feeling like that is the number I one so sense agree. to listen to. Like 
because the way that you feel dictates your emotion, your energy, which is the source of like your life experience. And the way you see things, isn't it? And the way that you see things. You know, like your, you're experiencing. your perspective though. But yeah, it's all about really your feelings. But yes, we, we're also though told like uh, from a young age, I don't know if, if this happened to you, but like in school, it's like, oh, well, don't cry. And like, well, don't, don't listen to your heart. Listen to your head, you know, and don't listen to, you know, and it, it's like uh, maybe even more so for men than women, but I remember it very often of kind of like not feeling into my feelings that it was emotional and you're too sensitive and you're, too, you know, right. Like, Absolutely. and this is so well, ass backwards. <laughs> exactly. No. Well, because it's, it's essentially teaching people that what they're feeling isn't real, which it's immediately disconnect. disconnects a person from their gut, their guttural knowing. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I have so, so much true. to say around this, but like, I have been an intuitive, we're all intuitive period. The end, like we're all very intuitive. Yeah, I went through an intuitive totally. training program that really just like reconnected me into the trust of myself because I was like, I have been an emotional person my whole life. I've sensed into things that like, you know, a lot of people have told me aren't real or true, but it's in this like returning to my feeling sense being the most powerful one that has always told me time and time again, the reality and the truth, because like our soul knows everything, everything. And our soul actually lives in our bodies, not our heads. Like our head is the brain. That is a human element. If you think about your soul, literally being energy that is circulating in your body, there just gets to be this shift where when you start to feel a sense or a knowing, just like we had talked about at the beginning, you're like, oh, that's actually information. And, you know, in this, this group program that I have, I've called it vibrant. And it's because of this, because I'm like, when you feel confident and connected to your, your soul and your voice and your mission, you feel vibrant, like inside there's this energy, there's this color that returns to your skin that not only you feel vibrant and warm within, but people feel it from you. Like that is magnetic. Yeah, it is magnet. That's true magnetism, right? You walk into a room and people feel your presence. You exit a room. People still continue to feel your presence. And I think that if we can tune into like, I mean, vibrancy is just such a radar for me now that, you know, I I live in that space, but it's like, if I feel a little bit dull, I don't say, what can I do? I say, what, what, what dimmed me? How can I bring my vibrancy back in my body? And it becomes more about the feeling again, and not about totally. the production. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree. Everybody is intuitive and we're all born highly intuitive and vibrant and able to tap into all these, all these things. But you know, what happens is somewhere along the line, we start, we're taught slash encouraged to disconnect and we learn how to dim our light and disconnect and fit in. And that becomes the default mode, right? So it's not like you're, you're, you're trying to connect for the first time. No, you're, you're unlearning this disconnection, these disconnecting habits and and practices and old narrative, and really just coming back to who you really are when you're coming back into alignment, isn't it? And like stripping away all the bullshit. 100%. And that's why I think that we are just in such a pivotal time in the history of existence, because more people are waking up to this information and to what it actually feels like to come back to themselves and all of the ways that it has been, you know, shamed or shunned or, or boxed away from them. And I think that we have such an important role as adults. And if, you know, people feel called to bring children into the world to not pass that on to take the learnings Mm -hmm. and to implement that to the next generation, because this world needs a raised consciousness Mm -hmm. to survive. And the younger generations, if we can really just supply them with the knowledge that we've learned and like see their feelings as valid and let them be who they are. And like, not shut them down 24 seven. Like really, I I can't help but think of like what a different world we would live in if people actually felt safe enough to be themselves. Mm. Actually have no words thinking about like what that might be like. 
even on a personal level, I'm like, gosh, mm-hmm. for the little, little me, it, my heart breaks, even thinking about that, just all the times I self-rejected because I just didn't feel like who I was, wasn't okay. You know, mm-hmm. I was yeah. made to feel that way. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I think that the, there's such an important component of the inner child that gets missed very, very often. Like inner child is a very potent era of our life because there's a lot of trauma and a lot of where a lot of our like wounds source from. And that is more of the like healing and therapeutic side of the inner child. But like, for me, the most potent part of my self-discovery was connecting to the magical inner child. Mm. The one who it was like before the world got their hands on me. It was like when kids have the label of like, Oh, they're just three. They're wild. And you let them be wild because they're three. It's like, there's this permission to really be expressed in yourself. And so for me, like genuinely, yes, I connect into my higher self, but the one who is inspiring me and feeling me the most is her because I can, I've been her and I can feel that. And she's the voice who whispers to me because I'm like, our soul comes into the world whole. And that is when we are the most authentically expressed in ourselves. And so it's this constant returning home to her for me that has been my anchor. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, as I'm evolving my career, right. I was always performing and dancing and inspiring people. Like since I literally was walking out of the womb and I'm in this place where I'm like, I really want to just bring my experience, bring my story, bring my teachings in a speaking way. Like I want to speak in front of people. And like my little self is like, yes, this is an evolved version of us dancing for your friends or teaching them dance lessons. Like my soul wants to be expressed in that big of a way. So I'm doing that because I know that that's what she has wanted to do from the very beginning. Like my voice is meant to be heard. And so it's like this constant return, return back. And I know that like, you know, you know what I want to always, yeah. When we're kids, when we are kids, what it is, it's like, we're just doing things for the joy of it. Yes. Like we choose to play Barbies or to go out and dance or to make a new dance or to do whatever it is that you're doing, because like, it's going to bring you joy. And when it stops bringing you joy, you're like, I don't want to play this anymore. And it's really based on like, how good does this make me feel? And so it's like, yeah, you were saying, you know, you're, you're tapping into the little you it's like, how can I, but it's really like you giving yourself permission to do the things that actually bring you joy and doing them because they just bring you joy and not worrying about the results, but also knowing that by doing the things that bring you joy, you'll actually probably get the results that you want. Literally. Like <laughs> you know, period, the end. Like, it's, it's, it's like the craziest thing when you realize that. This is what I, I teach in my own program, but it's like about how important it is to just come back to joy. And like recently I did a pottery class and I like asked the, this date that I went on, I was like, I really want to play mini golf. And it's like, I just want to do like things that, I'm not concerned with the result, but I'm doing it because I just, I'm kind of interested in it. And I think it might be fun. I don't have to do it ever again, but like, let's go and do that. Or like I went on to a painting class and it's like just doing things for the joy of it and not worrying about whether I get anything from it. Like what I get from it is the experience and tapping into that inner knowing it kind of comes back to the wine of like, yeah it's not a mistake if you do or don't do it, but like by doing it and realizing like, yeah, that didn't really stick. Like you're learning. Yes. Yes. I'm making sense. Or am I going down a rabbit hole? Yes. No, I'm following. And I, you know, of course I have like 8,000 different directions. Go, go, go. (laughs) I'm curious to go down, but I just, you know, I think that when we can tap into joy, the reason it feels so good is because it's that it's that frequency. It's that vibrant frequency that we are actually in our bodies and not in our heads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that like, there's so many videos or, or slideshow slide show pictures of like people who are about to pass over to the other side. And they say like, what is your, 
um, greatest, what is the thing about life that you loved or what's the advice that you have for people and people who are literally like about to die are always just like, don't work as hard or like Uh, live more, feel more, be more like, you know, experience more. And so I think that, you know, what I have mentioned at the beginning of the session where it's like, we're meant to be here to experience feeling energy and sharing our gifts. We're not meant to be like, like people don't die and say, man, I'm so grateful that I was a bajillionaire and I had no time for my family and I was burnt out all the time. Like that is not what life is about. Um, and so this just constant return to like, really, how can I experience the most joy and fulfillment? And that is like the greatest, I think, goal of every day is where and how can I experience joy and fulfillment mm-hmm. and like lead with that being at the tip, tip top of your to-do list. Because I also know that from that place is where the most beautiful connections mm-hmm. with other people happen with yourself. Like I've had the most massive downloads out of nowhere when I'm in joy, right? Because you're like this clear channel of this high frequency. And so the universe is like, here is a gift. Totally. And it's that element of surrender too. And as far as like the impermanence and, and money and all of that stuff, it's like, yeah, you know, money is important because it's how it enhances our experience, you know, and we want to be comfortable. We want to be healthy and take care of ourselves. And like coming from someone that didn't have much money, like I feel like I do put not a lot of focus, but like a decent amount of focus on it because I want to be able to have healthcare and have all these things of course. that I maybe didn't yes. have for so long. But I will say, even on my pursuit of providing for myself and being financially stable and abundant, I have always come back to this idea that like all of this is borrowed. Like I can't take oh, this yeah. with me. Like right. I don't like, we think we own this and we think we're like this millionaire, blah, blah, blah. Like we are impermanent. Like you cannot take this stuff with you. So I'm like, so on the vibe with you of like, love more, enjoy more, work a little less, like, yes, totally. Like do the wealth, be financially abundant. We love it. We love it. We love it. But also how do you feel? And like, how can you enjoy your life a little bit more and have more fun and enhance other people's lives and make other people smile and be of service and all that stuff. It's, it's an interesting, delicate line between the two though, isn't it? You know, of like, it is because the way that you're talking about, yes. Also yes. taking care of yourself though too, or, yes. but the whole thing, it's hard, I think. Well, because in the way that, you know, you're speaking about money is like genuine abundance, which really is an energy, mm. a source energy that we're creating and trading and giving and receiving. And I think that like, I mean, money is a trade of energy and commitment. Money is one of the most like important symbols of energetic exchange yeah. when yeah. we can see it that way, yeah, but not everybody totally. sees it that way. Totally. Right. And so that's like, Well, we're not raised or taught to see it like that, are we? Right, Right. exactly. And then I think that that's like so beautiful in um, when you're actually surrounded in like heart-centered abundance, it is because you are bringing your gifts to the world in a space and in a way that is wanting the exchange. And that Mm -hmm. is like providing that like flow of energy. It's a flow of energy, just like a flow of energy comes down as a creative idea or you know, the writing of a song or something. It's just this, we're, we're energetic beings. We yeah. create energy, we receive energy. Um, it's also the it energy all... behind it too, isn't it? Right. Like it's like, yes, yes. yeah, I want to live a certain way and be able to take care of myself and feel healthy and eat well and all these things, but, and have financial abundance. I want all of those things because the better I feel, the better I take care of myself, the better I can show up for other people the more I can do for other people versus that. Like, I want to be rich. It's a greedy energy I'm hoarding. And it it is such a different energy, isn't it? Totally. Well, and that's where, you know, just in what I was mentioning at the beginning, it's like, when we get so caught up in the result, it's just important to, yes, it's okay to want the things, but it's important to know where it's being sourced from and how it's being supported because, if it's in alignment, amazing. Then you have this like perfect 
flow of energy and path toward where you really want to expand into. But if there is that disconnect and it's just about the result, Mm -hmm. then it becomes like this massive block in the energetic system. I keep coming back to this idea of like, oftentimes it's not the thing you're doing, but it's the energy with which you're doing it. 1000%. Right. Like, and my mom actually growing up or like in my early twenties, I was having some like disordered eating thoughts and stuff like that. And I'd be like, Oh, I should, but I shouldn't eat this. You know, my mom would be like, if you're going to eat it, enjoy it and do it with Mm. good, happy energy. But if you're going to eat it and be like, well, I shouldn't be eating this pizza or I shouldn't be doing this, you know, dance, classical ballet. They like really got in my head about my body, even though I was always so thin, but it was like, anyway, Mm -hmm. but you know, she would say like, it's not like if you need to, if you're going to eat it, envision it, nourishing yourself and and really enjoy it and savor it. Otherwise it's like the energy that you're doing it with is not great. Or like donating, like if you're donating, donate because you want to be of service and to help, not because you want to be like, look at me, everyone. I donated. I'm a good person. You know, it's like, it's, it's so much about that too, isn't it? Like the forward Mm -hmm. movement in your career and, and rather than being results driven, it's like the energy with which you're approaching it and how you really truly feel about it on a soul deep level. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, you know, the way that we speak, of course, like our magnetism shows up in the way that we use our voice. But I also think that what you were just mentioning too, is so important for the internal dialogue, right? Like there is this silly, like common shift that I've heard time and time again, but it's been really impactful for me as the, like, I have to versus I get to like, Oh, I have to, I have to call my mom back and I, I need to, or even I need to, like, I need to do the dishes. It's like, if you just change the language and be like, Oh, I get to call my mom today. And you like savor in that language of just like gratitude and of like, wow, my mom is still around. I get to talk to her. I get to share energy with her today. I'm so grateful for Mm. that. And then it changes the way that you enter into what you're actually doing. And then like, I get to do the dishes. All of a sudden it becomes like a moment for me to turn on the music and like have an intuitive um, or a meditative rather practice in my body. And I think that when we allow life to be seen in a lens that is more soulful, right. Where Mm. we're conscious of the way that we're approaching things or saying things out loud or to ourselves, it changes everything because, you know, there's that saying the way that you do everything is, or how you do everything. What's the, now I'm butchering it. How you do one One thing, thing. how you do everything. (laughs) There it is. I was like, how you do nothing is how you do everything like, no, I do everything is how you do all of the things, but I think it's just, it's a powerful (laughs) thought because it's like, okay. So if I'm really looking to be more organized in my life, I need to be more organized in my business in this thing, but you don't make your bed every day. It's like, Oh, if, if I'm able to like tidy up my space, then that's actually like putting me into the energetic frame of I am organized. It, oh my gosh. What was I just listening to? What was I listening to? Was I listening to an audiobook? Ah, I wish I could remember, or maybe a podcast. I cannot remember, but it was the, the general idea was just about this. And it was about, oh man, I wish I could remember But what it was about was how it, it begins with actually, I think I was listening to a podcast episode about attachment styles. I've been diving into that now that I'm dating again. I'm like uncovering sure. all these interesting things about my my all my dating issues. No, but um, she was a uh, psychologist and she was talking about like a mindset shift. But she said something that you just triggered, and that is that when we are wanting to make a shift, instead of deciding about certain habits or trying to set goals or deciding how we're not going to be or whatever, it's about changing your identity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm like, you just said, like, I don't make my bed. I'm not doing all these small habits. It's like, no, I'm deciding that like, I'm an organized person. Yes. So I need to reflect that I'm an organized person or, you know, like whatever that is versus like, I need to get organized or I do X, Y, Z to get organized or I make my bed or don't make my bed. It's like, no, if you're an organized person, how does an organized person show up? And you start to embody that identity. And that is how you start to kind of make those shifts and changes. Totally. And that's where it's just like the difference between do versus be, 
You know, oh, like, yes, totally. That's it. Yeah. So it's like when we live from this place of doing, and that's like the results driven component yes. of things, it, it, it becomes about the act or the like achievement instead of the person who cultivates that result. Because it's like, you have to be the person who does the things in order to have mm-hmm. the outcome that you desire. And so it's like, really just like sourcing the self where you're like, I, I am an organized person. I, in fact, I am organized and really like, yeah, considering the embodiment of what that feels like, what that looks like. And then it starts to come through in the way that you act. Right. That's so freaking true. I mean, that's true in everything. Like, I feel like I'm seeing that in, in dating and in relationships, but it's in, you know, as far as like manifestation principles, it's in expansion and self-discovery. It's like, so true that aspect of do versus be, and like, we attract Mm -hmm. what we are and all these, you know, cliche sayings we see on Pinterest, but it's true. Yeah. We are the magnet. You have to embody that first. Yeah. So if someone listening right now is feeling disconnected from themselves or their purpose or are just feeling out of alignment, what advice would you give them or where would you tell them to start? Mm, I feel like we've touched on so many of I know like have. my favorite go-tos. Um, I think that first and foremost, if you're feeling disconnected from the self, like without a doubt, foundational element is alone time without any technology and genuinely like without music. I mean, I'm talking, go on a walk, sit in nature by yourself, but really just be practice being nothing. Because I think that, yes, of course, like that's a scary place because sometimes thoughts can swirl and it might be anxious, but it really like, you have to almost move through the chaos before you can get to the actual peace because the ego and the inner critic is a loud chatty voice and the intuition is actually very quiet. And I think if you're not cultivating some sort of personal practice of silence or just self-connection, you will never hear the voice because mm-hmm. there will be no practice to listening. And so I think foundationally, it's really um, spending time alone and spending time in the body and in nature. Like these are such like foundational things. People are like, Oh, I know, but really the power of being in nature and being in your body is accessing things beyond your mind. And I think that that is getting us into that feeling sense. And then, um, from like a deeper discovery standpoint, I really feel that accessing that, that magic of your inner child in some capacity, whether that just looks like invoking joy or play or like specifically literally going back asking, you know, members of your family, if that feels comfortable or like even digging up, like for me, an old picture to just be able to tap into the joy and the magical energy of the things that you used to love to do and just remember why those are the gold mines that we forget are, are always there. If it's, if it's accessible to you, right. If you have like the memory box or, or still a connection with family that could connect you back into that version. Um, otherwise play and joy, like genuinely where you can actually start to access this energetic feeling of, um, out of the head into the body and into like real, real life. I love that. I think it's so, so, so powerful to just let yourself have fun. Oh yeah. Over the years train myself that like you must be productive. You have to only do if you're going to be, you know, moving forward. And this is how you earn validation and love and, you know, all these things. And it's been such a challenge for me to move away from that and to just kind of be like, what feels good today? And, and how can I have more joy Mm -hmm. and learning that the more joy I experience, the more productive I actually am, <laughs> you know, well, and, like the yeah. more abundant I am and the more inspired I am and motivated and all that stuff. But it's like, well, and I think that uh, something I really want to, you know, drive home is the importance of acknowledging our gifts hmm. because yes, of course we can talk about joy for just like joy period. Yes. It's necessary. It's needed from a life perspective, but gifts, your natural gifts that were born with you 
that Mm -hmm. that is where your ease happens. That is where joy happens. That is where inspiration happens. That is where flow happens. That is where magnetism happens is your gifts, right? Your gifts to make people feel seen your gifts to speak up, use your voice, your, your gifts to create art that inspires other people. Like those are not random at all. Like your gifts are genuinely these portals for purpose. They're part of your soul contract for a reason. They're your human ability to share your soul with the world. And so honestly, that is my real answer is to the, that question is connect into your gifts. And I think that they, you can connect into them as an adult, but they do usually show up first in your youth. You're so right. And also I feel like I'm just going to piggyback on that. Cause you kind of mentioned it earlier, how you're fulfilling some of the things that you really enjoyed doing as a child, but like in a different way, you know, in a, in a way that serves you today, let your, give yourself permission to explore those gifts don't should on them. Right. And don't like put yourself in a box of how you think that this is the only, or in what ways they can be expressed and let yourself play and explore and see what happens. Right. Like you can marry your gifts and what feels good and what your purpose is and all of that stuff in a way that's unique to you. Like, I feel like now more than ever, it's such a wonderful time to like, even this podcast, for instance, I'm still teaching yoga and teaching and leading, but it's in such a different way, not in the traditional yes. sense. So it doesn't always have to be this one way. When, oh my gosh, Shayla, like 100%. And that's, that's the beauty of evolution, right? Our evolvement. And like, for me, I feel that all of my creative energy that I used to use as a dancer is coming through me in, in my programs and in the way that I share my content with people. I see it. Yeah. And right. And so it's like that energy and that essence is still there. It's like, Oh, it's just transmuted into a different form. And Hey, that might transmute into something else later down the road, but it's still that essence of like, this is who I've always been. Like this component is part of me. And so like, I will, you will always teach, you will always guide. And as will I, right. It's like, yes, that's, it just gets to have different, um, I guess containers throughout life. And that's what makes it interesting. But I think that our purpose isn't just the same the whole time. It just, or it's the same the whole time from a foundational element, but the vehicles that we bring it through in our human life shift. Totally. I completely agree. (laughs) This has been so nice. We got to have you back on. I feel like we could talk forever. There's still so much really I want to chat to you about. Literally. It's been so nice. Okay. We're going to have you back on, but where can everyone find you? I'll, I'll leave his stuff in the show notes as well, but I'd love for yeah. you to share how people can find you, connect with you, work with you, what, what you have coming up. Yeah, things. absolutely. I'm the most active on Instagram. So at Nikki.Norenberg. Um, and my website is NikkiNorenberg.com. Um, invitations for support with me is I am launching uh, the second round of my vibrant group program. And actually I think next week, so starting at the end of September, but it really is a full on confidence and self-expression program to really support mission-driven people and getting out of their own way and playing it bigger in their life. So, um, and what, what I love to, I have to say this about this program and what makes it unique is how integrative it is. Like 75% of our live sessions are people like actually trying on their confidence, their, their voice and like sharing their gifts, because I think it's really the embodiment piece of really becoming Mm. and owning who we want to be. I think that there is something so beautiful about being able to try it on in a container that is safe because you can like get the reps in. And so that is like the most powerful part of the program is like, you're trying it on the whole time so that you're leaving the program confident and like walking the walk and talking the talk already. So, um, yeah, vibrant feeling ready to play it big baby. Yeah, baby. That'll all be in the show notes again, guys. 
And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.